everyone. This is the KOW Philly Soccer Show. I'm KOW's Greg Rolandini. And I am Philly Soccer Pages Mike Servideo. And we have a very special guest this week. We have Ernie Stewart, Sporting Director of your Philadelphia Union. Yes, we have Ernie Stewart. <laughs> it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Ernie, <laughs> you know, answers some, some questions, some great questions from us. And, uh, and gives also us does some, not answer some questions from does, us. Does not answer a few questions, but gives us some insight in what's going on with the team. Kind of, and he you criticizes know, Greg, which is always fun. And, and yeah, spectacularly <laughs> so. So let's, uh, let's hear what Ernie has to say. Union season, MLS season's about quarter way through, uh, give or take. Um, where where do you feel about the union? What do you feel about the union's progress so far in the 2017 season? Um, I mean, it's been uh, uh, the beginning of the season was uh, good, not result wise, but um, especially the first three games. I thought uh, at least the way we played and the organization that we had was uh, was uh, was good, but did not lead to uh, to results. Uh, we and we went into a, a period after that where it was. Uh, uh, just difficult. Um, not that we always played uh, bad, but um, we did see some moments where uh, there were periods when, you know, first and foremost, all of our players are, are human beings. So uh, uh, once you don't have success, that kind of that kind of nags and bugs on you. And uh, and when you don't have success and you make a couple of mistakes, uh, that leads to uh, less energy. Uh, and we did have a couple of games like that. Um, but we uh, we concentrated after that on uh, on the things that we do have in our hands and and, and the tasks that we have in hand. And ever since then, it's been uh, been going a lot better. Um, uh, weird thing is, the games that we played in those periods uh, were not necessarily even better than the ones that we played in the period that we lost. But um, once that ball does fall, and once we do take our chances, and everybody keeps to the to the defensive organization that we're supposed to have, um, we're a good team. So um, it's a, it's a team in in progress, like it's been in the. Uh, over the last uh, year and a half that I've uh, that I've been here, and uh, I have to say we're in a we're in a good place now um, when it comes to uh, where the the confidence level of our players is right now. You, you were able to bring in a, a handful of players in the the off season, specifically the the two that have featured the most so far have been Harris Madunian and Jay Simpson. Um, what have you thought of their contributions so far, and do you think that they're they're meshing with the group in the way that you were hoping that they would? Yeah, I think both uh, both are uh, a little bit different. Harris is uh, is a player that came from uh, from uh, Maccabi Tel Aviv in uh, in Israel that I uh, that I, I didn't work with him, but I knew him uh, because we wanted to sign him at one point at uh, NEC Breda. Um, so we were looking for a number six that that has great passing. I, I'm a firm believer of uh, of having the ball because uh, if you have the ball, the the opponent can't score on you. Uh, and if you protect that ball very well, um, I'm, you're you're going to be in a good position. So uh, Harris fits that description, and he's been uh, he's in this season. He's been uh, he's been very very good for us. Played uh, every single game, which uh, now actually got him a, a call up back to uh, back with the Bosnia national team, which is very good. Um, so that says something about MLS right there. And uh, Jay is a little bit different story because when he came in. Uh, we wanted to make sure that we got another center forward uh, next to CJ that could uh, that could mean something for us and score goals. Uh, started off very very well um, in the games that he played. One away to Vancouver, more uh, in in the sense of uh, the defensive organization that we had as a, as a team. But the second game, especially against Toronto, he started off fantastic and then got injured. Um, so his contribution has uh, has stayed limited because uh, CJ went on a on a goal scoring ramp after that and. It's uh, it would be very hard to uh, 
for for a coach to sub a, a guy who's uh, who's scoring goals the whole time. So his his situation has been a little bit different than uh, than than Harris, but uh, both uh, very satisfied up to now. So the transfer window is opening up. Uh, the you know the overseas window. Um, so it gives you guys a bigger opportunity to kind of look for some new and different players. With that window open, what do you think is the biggest need right now that the union has that you, you'd like to address maybe through that window? Well, the, uh, first and foremost, we have uh, MLS rules where we have a, a roster that we can uh, that we can fill, and 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 we have uh, uh, certain possibilities, but we also have uh, uh, things that are not possible. So, um, and and. To be honest, right now, uh, for me to actually go out and say we're looking for this and that, I have uh, we have too many games in front of us uh, before that transfer window opens, and uh, every, everything I say right now in in a position that we would want to get um, actually reflects to somebody who needs to perform on the field. So, don't think that's too smart. Fair, fair enough. Okay. Um, so, as you mentioned, you've been, you've been here about a year and a half now, coming coming over from from Europe. And and you just mentioned too that the the rules in MLS are obviously very different. How has it been different from from your responsibilities with the club? Uh, can you operate a lot in the same way that you were able to uh, in your years in Holland, or or do you feel like you have to do things different? Are there more things that you can do on your own? There are more things that you think you need to delegate. What do you think about that? Uh, I I have to say a lot is the same. I mean, soccer is soccer, and uh, and the way you go about trying to develop your players. Uh, I'd say that that part is 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 very similar to uh, to uh, my work that I had in uh, in Europe. There is a different side when it comes to uh, how many people you can have on your roster, how many young players you can have on your roster, um, and and that is a part that um, where in Europe, you know, if you look at the where I worked or the Man Cities of this world, you know, they have one, they have their roster, and two, they have a lot of talented players. Uh, that play in their second team or in a youth uh, youth academy or anything like that, and they're signed. Um, and that is a part that's a little bit more difficult here in the United States, uh, plus the competition that we have from uh, universities and, and kids, uh, young kids getting scholarships, which I totally get and understand, but that does give a little different dynamic towards um, um, uh, you know, trying to lock down these players and making sure that they become professionals at a young age because I do believe that you have to work hard and very hard um, and, and put a lot of hours into uh, uh, pretty much every sport that you play at a, a high-performance uh, level. Uh, the more hours you put in, the, 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 better, in, uh, the out, better output there is. So, um, and that's a part that's, not, that's a little bit easy, uh, more difficult here in the, in the United States, but um, I feel that soccer in the United States is coming along a great deal, and, and that is the part that uh, we're looking at right now. But um, to say it's totally the same is, is, is not the case, but at the same time, uh, uh, soccer, and that is the great part, is still, uh, uh, for the most part, the same. So talking a little bit again about player acquisition, not going to get into uh, specific positions or players uh, like you know, like you mentioned earlier, but um, mainly since you've been here kind of in that role, it seems like you know, it's been kind of very Europe-facing, kind of getting guys from 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 uh, European leagues. Will you will you guys be looking more to Central America or within the MLS or South America? You know, as, as kind of you spread out your 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 net to kind of bring in more players. Well, I don't agree with what you say. So that's that's one thing. Um, uh, first, we look in our backyard. So that means uh, uh, my backyard and our backyard here has a lot to do with the players that we have in our academy. 
Um, so that's one. And two, we have rules when when it comes to uh, TAM players. Um, they're actually not for American players. So uh, that's a that's a difficult part. So you need to use a, a different network to um, bring in those those TAM based players. Um, uh, and that's a little bit different from where it is, but uh, we look at our backyard first, so that has to do with our academy and with the MLS. And if we can't find those in MLS with uh, the, with the restrictions that there are um, and um, the possibilities that there are, we we obviously go outside. And then it's kind of normal for where we are, I think, right now, um, still building, building a scouting system and still building an analytical uh, department that you go back to um, the references that you that you have as a as a sporting director and the, and the influences that uh, Chris Albright has as a as a technical director who's been here for a, for a, a longer part of time that um, you go back to your network because uh, that's where we are as a club right now. Are you, are you able to talk a little bit about what that network is like? Because I, I think a lot of us, even in the, in the media and the fans, are, are curious what the the scouting situation is for the union. You know, how many how many guys are are, are out there looking at, at guys for you? How often are are you able to to do it on your own? Um, and and how that's all working together? Um, well, it's quite simple right now. Um, uh, it's uh, it's uh, Chris Albright, Kyle McCarthy, Terrence. Terrence McFadden and myself, that's our scouting department, uh, as we have right now, uh, which is uh, when it comes to other responsibilities that I have in my, uh, um, when it comes to the academy, first team and Bethlehem Steel, it's it's very hard to be out on the road and everything. So uh, we rely on uh, 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 the, the networks that we've uh, had, so that we've built with uh, with myself, uh, with uh, and and Chris uh, Chris Albright for the most part, and uh, and then we have Terrence uh, Terrence McFadden and Kyle McCarthy, who uh, who now are doing more scouting and going out on the road for us uh, to look at these players. But that was something that was uh, when I got here was not very existent and very. Uh, I almost want to say agent driven. Uh, so we're changing that process now, but uh, that is something that needs time because everything has to do with, uh, you know, with money at the same time. So, uh, and we're in a good situation, but we have to make sure that the priorities that we have when it comes to, uh, to uh, our whole organization. So not only uh, the scouting department, but the whole organization is that we use the money where, where it's uh, necessary at first. So earlier in the season when, you know, we, we talked about, yeah, you, know, you you were saying the team was playing well, but the results weren't there. There was, you know, some frustrations from the fans and a little bit in the media. Some of that was directed towards uh, towards the coach Jim Curtin, and you came out very emphatically behind them. How how difficult is that to kind of go through in, in the front office when you know you know that you know that like the team's good and the results can come, but there's that frustration again from the fans and the media. Yeah, how, for, how, for how, me, how, not so difficult. Uh, I've been through these uh, situations uh, before, so it's not the first time that I've dealt with that. Um, you know, it, building something is not its not easy, and it doesn't happen overnight. Uh, it's as simple as that. Uh, we're not a team that's going to be able to go out and buy uh, uh, three players that make a, a huge difference uh, uh, the next day. So it's as simple as that. Um, we have to do it in a different way, and it's the exact same way we did last year when we won games. I dare say that we have a better team than we had uh, last year. Uh, that does not necessarily mean that you win every single game. So last year, uh, you know, we played games like the Orlando game where we score in the last minute and all of a sudden um, the confidence level and the, gets, a, gets a big boost. Um, if that ball would not have went in that Tranquilo Bernetta hit that in the upper corner, we don't know what the result would have been. And I did see what happened 
uh, when we did not get results and when uh, El Signo hit the post also against Orlando and the ball did not go in. Um, all of a sudden things change. Um, but when I look at my, uh, my coaching staff, um, obviously uh, results are important uh, and, and uh, uh, I'll never and, and nobody should ever forget that. But at the same time, you have to be analytical too and see what's happening on the field. And uh, not, not necessarily everything that happens on the field when it comes to what we ask of our players is negative. So I look at uh, from a more analytical standpoint than from a fan standpoint uh, where I understand those frustrations when you don't win. So that's fine. Uh, that's all part of soccer and that's all part of a high performance sport. Um, but it's not something that I, I can get uh, very emotional about because then I'll uh, react in the same way as, as fans do, not saying that that's wrong or anything, but that's not my job. Uh, I have to look at it from an analytical standpoint and, and just focus on what I see. One of the the really exciting uh, players that we've seen in, in bits and pieces this year is, is Derek Jones coming up from the the Union's Academy. Just uh, just had a really successful run with the the U twenties at the World Cup. Where yeah. where do you see Derek going from here? I mean, is it is it about him breaking into this team and and, and finding a, a starting position, or you know, is this is yeah. going to be a gradual build into that? You think? No. Well, what what uh, I've always learned what what's good comes very fast. Um, and Derek is one of those players. So I, I think he should, uh, you know, concentrate on making that step. And he's done that in the beginning of the season, played a lot of games, you know, and that's, that's, uh, what we, uh, what we try to do. We have a couple of players apart from Derek Jones, uh, when I look at, uh, at, uh, at Austin trustee and, and, and then maybe not so much the Academy, but, uh, the guys that we brought in, uh, that are also younger that, uh, uh, came through the draft in, in, in building the foundation that we talked about uh, last year and then Josh Yarrow, Fabian Herbers, and, and uh, Keegan Rosenberry in this year with Jack Elliott uh, and Marcus Epps, uh, Adam Najem. Those are things that are building stones for uh, um, for the future. So, uh, But for Derek, I see, you know, he's, he's done a tremendous job in the, uh, in the under-20 World Cup. I thought Austin Trustee did a tremendous job when he came in. Uh, didn't play as many minutes, but... Uh, very happy and very proud at the same time that, you know, these players have, have progressed to a, a level um, that they're competing against uh, uh, the best players in the world is one. And uh, once you see uh, uh, Phil, uh, Derek Jones in that lineup and, and you see the, the Philadelphia Union behind that, I think that's fantastic. And uh, I think Derek has a bright future in front of him. Uh, and, you know, those were also choices in the beginning of the season where you can go another way and go buy a player or, or believe in, uh, in those players that we have. Uh, and, you know, we see maybe a little bit uh, different things in, uh, in Derek Jones than, than others do in a, at an early age. But the only way we can see if he's really good, if he actually, pl- actually plays. So um, that's a choice that we made. And I'm happy to, to see that Derek is joining and playing the way he is uh, right now at a, at a good level. And, I think his next step is, is like you say, is, uh, is for me, is, uh, is playing uh, constantly uh, week after week because he does have those qualities. And, you know, of course, Austin getting the goal in the U-20 World Cup is you know, definitely a feather in the cap of the union and the, and the whole academy system. I mean, that must have been huge for you guys to see that for Austin. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah I mean, that's, that, that's, I think, for a lot of uh, people here at the academy, and I'm actually standing there right now looking at a uh, – 
looking at a training. Um, it's, it's, uh, it, it, you know, the coaching staff, but also the kids that you, that you see, um, you know, they, they all can relate to that. And that's a great example of what can happen if you follow that path that we're trying to build out academy, Bethlehem steel and first team. And, and if you train hard and, 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 and you, uh, you adhere to, you know, what we ask and, 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 and show your talent, um, that these things are possible and very quickly they're possible. So, uh, yeah, I'd say a very proud moment for a lot of people here at the academy. So since you've been here, you you know, you're working with Jim and the other guys kind of mold the union into, into an identity, into, into an organization. What, what embodies a Philadelphia Union player for you right now? What, what, what's a Philadelphia Union player that a guy that you want to bring in that says this is what a Philadelphia Union player is? This is our the identity of our club. This is the type of player we want and we need. Well, the the thing that came back first and foremost in the, in all the conversations that I had about uh, uh, the Philadelphia Union and, and this region is that um, the the work rate of a player has to be at a at a at a fantastic level. Um, and that's all the players that we bring in. And then, you know, I've, I've heard the, the rumors and rumbles of, uh, of, of what, what is that then? Um, and for everybody, that, that is different. So everybody has their qualities. And, and for me, when I talk about Harris Mediani, uh, uh I want him uh, to, to – that needs to reflect in him in giving 20 to 25 passes a game forward in a forward position because he can, he's, he can pick out people like nobody else can. Um, and then for Alejandro Bedoy, it's the energy and passion that he has in, in hunting down and making sure he's in the right place and, and always a third man in, in different positions and, and for goalkeepers to be brave. So, um, but, you know, that work ethic of, of being a true professional is very, very important. Those are the players that we bring in that come to work every day with a smile on their face and, and are ready to eat up grass. And I can say for, uh, for the most part in our, uh, in our group, uh, we, have, uh, we have a great deal of those players. One of the really pleasant surprises this season has been the play of Jack Elliott in the back line, especially you know, paired with Agushi uh, and Yewu, um, which has been a, a, a pairing that I don't think a lot of us saw that we, thought we were going to see at the beginning of the season. What have you thought of those two as a, as a pair um, in that little winning streak there? Yeah, I mean, uh, Gucci on Yewu is just, you know, we wanted to make sure that we brought somebody in who has a, uh, who has a pedigree, um, who's been through it a couple of times because we had a, last year, um, we had a young back line, uh, and, and young back lines, uh, playing in the back is, is a lot of times has a lot to do with the experience, making sure that you know, uh, when to mark, when to step, when not to step. Um, so we wanted to make sure that we brought somebody in who had that experience. So with Gooch, I think we did a, a good job in that. Uh, did not expect him to play as much as fast uh, as he as he did. In all honesty, uh, with the with the injury of uh, Josh Yarrow that happened in, in preseason, um, and uh, it, and it's weird how things work. You know, we we saw something in the combine with Jack Elliott. I thought he was a a very very good player, a player that has a, a amazing passing uh, ability that understands and reads the game as, as no one else. Um, and uh, all of a sudden we had an injury with uh, Richie Marquez uh, away to DC and uh, we're very simple. You know, it's, we don't shift and change all kinds of players around. I truly believe everybody keeps to their task and you just put a, you put somebody else in who else is on the bench and plays that position is the guy that, that needs to play because all the relationships, uh, if you change for every single position, all the relationships change. And I, that's not something I'm a, I'm a big fan of, uh, and usually does not work at all. 
Um, so uh, Jack Elliott went in and, and has not been out ever since. And he's a very, very smart player. The combination of those two has been, uh, has been for the most part, has been uh, very good. Well, before we let you go, I think we, we got to ask about this. Uh, USA, a couple of really big games this week, uh, TNT tomorrow and Mexico coming up. What are you, you looking for from this, uh, this Bruce Arena side and these World Cup qualifiers? Uh, well, first and foremost, the, the most important part is that they win. Yeah. Um, and it's not easy. I mean, uh, uh, Trinidad and Tobago is, is, uh, you can underestimate them very quickly. And I don't think we're in a position to do that at all. So I don't expect that. I think Bruce is, is one of those coaches. I, I really and truly believe it really doesn't matter what sport he would have been coached. He would have been successful. He just, he can, the way he motivates players, the way he lets them function together, the way he picks his players, uh, you know, he, he keeps to a, a, a very, very uh, certain vision um, and, and does not adapt to that. So, you know, all the rumblings and rumors that you hear about those players, he should have been selected or he shouldn't, and that's how he looks at the game. They need to complement each other. Um, he's very, very good at that. Um, so I truly believe that he's, he's the right coach at the right time right now to, to, um, to, to qualify. Um, so... That's what I expect from the team is to be a team because uh, that's the, probably the most important part. And then the one in Mexico, yeah, that's a cool. That's a cool. <laughs> yeah. I played that a couple of times. Yeah. It is loud over there. Um, plus, they have a great team. But um, as we, uh, as long as we can unite and we keep to our uh, tasks and our uh, defensive organization um, and with the talent level that we have and, and Clint Dempsey and all these guys that can score goals at every any given moment, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, we can pull off a result because even the game that we played home against Mexico was actually weird that they won. Um, cause from a soccer standpoint, I thought we were better as a, as a nation, but in the end, it's, it's details that, that win games and lose games. Um, uh, and as that happened in the beginning of the season to us, that happened in the beginning of the qualification for the U S but I feel they're in the, in a good position and right position now to correct that and, uh, and get results uh, uh, from these two games and, uh, and be in a good position to qualify for, uh, for the World Cup. Would you rate Azteca as probably one of, if not the hardest places you've had to go into? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. I mean, it, it was so, so loud over there. It was So if you're three feet apart from each other, you can't, yeah. you, you can't coach each other. So everybody would have, like, no voice after the game. So that is one of the most difficult places I've ever played. Um, I thought Costa Rica was also one of those places that, that uh, the fans are so passionate that it gets very loud. But Azteca is, uh, is something special. Sure, it's it's the it's the noise, it's the climate, it's the air, it's everything, right? It's just all playing against you. So it must be it's a battle yeah. down there, I'm sure. Yeah, it's 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 far from easy, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, they they've been in camp now for I'd, I'd want to say almost uh, two weeks to make sure they get uh, ready uh, to uh, to uh, to play these games, especially in Esteca at a at, at a certain altitude um, is not easy. So, but um, I'm they're very well uh, prepared for this. Well, Ernie, I want to thank you very much for uh, taking a little bit of time out with us. I know uh, you're a very busy man, but we appreciate uh, you know your patience for answering our questions tonight. And uh, we no hope problem. That, we hope to have you uh, on again sometime. No problem at all. Thank Great. you so much, Ernie. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Uh, sporting director Ernie Stewart. Yeah, it was, it was good talk. Yeah. Good talk. Um, we've been waiting a while for. We have, and it's, it's <laughs> great to have him on. And. Um, you know, he's. I wouldn't want to play poker against Ernie. I'll tell no, you that much, no. man. He 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 keeps he keeps it to the vest, but 
Um, you know, he's he's the one thing we we've learned, and this confirms it, and the other stuff we've seen in the media about about Ernie, he's playing the long game. Yeah, this this is the right, long. He's game. always been he's, insistent on that here. Yeah, and he's not going to act spasmodically. He's yeah. not going to, you know, act on what happens in a five, six, seven game stretch. Yeah, he's going to act on much a much longer arc than than fans of the media are going to operate on, obviously. I, and you know what? That's his job, and yeah. that's kind of how it should be. Yeah, because we've seen sports executives act passionately and act spasmodically, and it's you know a lot of times it's not for the good. I mean, it's it's it's. I think it's easy and hard at the same time to appreciate it because. Yeah. From where we sit as journalists, we're you know we're required to act yeah spasmodic yeah. <laughs> in yeah, some yeah, ways yeah you're you, know, you guys wouldn't be listening if we if we played no, the long game all the time absolutely because you're covering game to game and fans too because you're sitting there you're watching it and and you know it, it's you know it's tough to appreciate the patience it takes to kind of be put in charge of a long term project that's yeah. kind of what you know when they gave Ernie this job gave him the keys of the union. That's kind of his been his mission is this is a long term project to build the union into something, not to, you know, okay, we're going to scratch into the playoffs this year and maybe scratch in it. No, we're going to turn it into something. Yeah. And it's going to be something for a long time. And and it's, you know, hearing him talk about you really appreciate it. But on the other hand, when you're a fan or when you're all sitting in the press box, it, it you know, some of the things you see, it can be tough. Yeah. And I think he understands that. And I think he he, he said as much, but he can't act like a fan. He can't act like us. He's got to act like a guy that's in charge of a big project. So um, we kind of jumped out at at you there, (laughs) besides the fact that he told me I was wrong. <laughs> Which, hey, you should be used to that by now. No, I'm absolutely. <laughs> and Eric Sterling wants to tell me I'm wrong about soccer. Then I'm. He's probably right. Yeah. Um, I. It's. It's. It's very difficult to ask Ernie hard questions. You know, I think yeah. when we were talking about this before we went on the air, and when I kind of queried the the Philly soccer page guys to 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 see what kind of questions we could ask, they they came up with a list of really good ones, and I'm sitting here looking at them. But some, I will admit that I'm. I was never going to ask. So I'm no, not comfortable no. asking Ernie because he scares me a little yeah. bit. Um, but <laughs> he does. Fair. Fair. <laughs> um, I mean, if you sat in a room with Ernie, you would understand. Yeah, seriously. Uh, I mean, and that's not. He's a perfectly nice guy, and I, I think you just gave us a very lovely interview. Absolutely. Um, no, no, but I, 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 it's 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 tough because you you want to hear the answers to some of those questions. Even you know mm-hmm. the question you, you asked about you know if you can. Uh, identify some of the positions that you're looking for. Yeah. Whereas you might you might hear even like a European sporting director say like you know you know I think we're we're looking to bring in a midfielder yeah. or a striker. He's not even willing to go there. No, no, and you know even in a broad in broad terms yeah. like we need maybe a little depth here, or a little youth yeah. there, or a little something here. No, it's like I'm not telling you that. Yeah, I mean because <laughs> I, I think you know I think what, one of the things that we've talked about a lot on this show and that. The, Everybody in the media and the fans have talked about this year is that that Trent Burnett left last season and there was not a, a clear ascendant to the yeah. the number ten position. There wasn't going to be a way that we could ask that question with him giving an answer that was going to be satisfactory to mm-hmm. any of us. No, no, um, and and he knows that. I mean, he looks at the team. He knows what they need, yeah. obviously. And you know, you've asked me that question, and you know, you and a lot of people have the most glaring need. Is at the ten? Is at that creative midfielder spot? 
Um, but you know, he's not going to say that. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Um, so I mean, you know, I think it's interesting that he he referenced the idea of uh, you know that they're they're not going to go out and sign three high paid DPS. Because he also made that reference uh, talking, I think it was in the interview with Terrell Chalman on ESPN, that Jay Sugarman has never said no. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, if Jay Sugarman has never said no, why are we asking for that? Right. I, I don't know. I mean, no, I do know that that's not his ideal. That's, that's not what yeah. he does, and that's not what he did at Ed's Ed, and that's not what he's going to do here. I mean, when you hire Ernie Stewart— you're getting that track record, yeah. and you have to be fine with that. And again, this is a project, and for the most part, I am fine with that. So, you know, you see players, you know, you see these players that are coming in and out, and you know, you get you see other teams getting like you know, you point to a, you know, we talked about before, point to like a Bastian Schweinsteiger going to Chicago, and how transformative that was, and yeah. you know, they're yeah, but they're still kind of a middle of the pack team right now, but they were. Worse than that earlier. Yeah, they were the worst really, team in the Eastern Conference yeah, last he, year. And he really, you know, and Schwanchuk came in and really kind of kind of raised their fortunes. Yeah. Um, I, th- I thought the, the insights about what the, the scouting staff looks like are, are nice to hear. Yeah, because that's not something I, I, I think, you know, we've heard much about. I mean, certainly during the Sakevich years, we didn't. Well, I, I think very, <laughs> it, was, it was a little bit of a, um, you know, it's a bit slapdash, I think. Yeah, <laughs> back back in the yeah, days. Yeah, that's and, a, that's a, that's a fair word, and, 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 and the way that Ernie just talked about it, I think, was a little bit of an indictment of those years mm-hmm. where he talked about it being agent driven. Yeah, which, which is, is a cra- it was, and it it's it's almost was, a crazy way to run a soccer club, though, because yeah. you know you have agents are vested in getting their guys signed; they're not vested in having guys fit into your team. I, I'm, I look like when they signed them, bully you. You know, you don't sign guys right after a World Cup because all their prices are inflated yeah. because, you know, they, they get out there and they have a couple of good games and they yeah. look good. So that adds like $10 million to yeah. there or whatever, you know, just, you know, not. So, yeah, you're right. It, it was being being driven by something else. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's 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 it seems like the team has more just control yeah. over, over over the scouting. And, and that's, the, that's good to hear. That's – and – my God, that's the way it should be. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> and not not the these kind of third party outside agents, you know, kind of coming in and yeah, dictating it more. So it, it's it's um, yeah, it's it's good that that shift has happened. And again, that's part. Yeah, you know, I'm not uh, the process. It's part of the yeah. process. It's part of the project that you know you have to rebuild. And it's tough. I don't think we appreciate just what state the team was in. I think when he came in here. Yeah, I, 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 I think we have an idea, but us having an idea is different than kind of sitting down and like opening the books and saying, "Oh, so this is what I have to deal with." There's, there's, you know, there's a difference of us having it in the abstract and you know having to kind of roll our sleeves up and deal with it. Yeah, no, I, I, I think so. I'm hoping that – damn, I don't want to say the process. It's, 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 it's hard not to say it, though. It just has so much connotation in Philadelphia we're anymore. So, Kevin Kincaid, if you're listening, we're so sorry. <laughs> Kevin doesn't listen to he this. Doesn't listen. He doesn't I mean, he's, 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 he's got his own yeah, watch these days. Yeah. Um, I at least skim his podcast. <laughs> uh, um, 
But I, I think it'll be easier for us to look back at the beginning of this season or the end of last season mm-hmm. if this process is successful next year or the year after that. It's it's hard yeah. for us to step back from it right now because we're in the right now. Mm-hmm. We want the team to be good right away. Right. Because we're fans, we're journalists, we're impatient. And yeah. We, you know, we want results. We want it now. Yes. And, you know, no, that, that, that's that's right. I mean, it, you, you have to take things, you know, you have to take the holistic view of all this stuff. Yeah. And just talking to Ernie and that's that's his, what he's doing and what he yeah. has to do. Um, you know, it was interesting hearing him just talking about how dispassionate you have to be sometimes when you're, when you're doing yeah, that job. Yeah, and, I, I, that's, yeah. That's why we do this job and yeah. not that job because I don't, I don't think I could take the passion out of it. No, no, it's tough. And it's interesting in contrast him and Jim because Jim is a passionate guy. And, and he, he, yes and no, yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I know I, you, don't, you don't see Jim throwing a temper tantrum on the side of the field like you might see other no, yeah. less disciplined MLS coaches <laughs> might. Um, so, you know, I, I definitely think that he has got a little bit more to him than, yeah. than Ernie lets out publicly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. But I, I don't regard Jim as a, an especially passionate I think, I think coach. In comparison, I'm kind yeah, of compar- yeah. comparing these two. Um, it's also interesting where he, he talked about, you know, the type of player that he wants. And, you know, we I've said it. I've always said it. It's like lack of effort's a bigger sin in Philadelphia than losing. It always has been. You and, know, I think and, that, that and they've he, had guys he like – kind of realizes that. Yeah. You know? And it, and it I, I almost don't – always subscribe to that though because mm-hmm. I, always, I always feel like that there's been this pressure in Philadelphia that you have to be a great practice player in yeah. which some particularly guys in the, the offensive side of the game are not always great practice players but can be great game players mm-hmm. um, you know I, I think back to guys like Roger Torres yeah that you know I, I never thought got a complete fair shake when he was here I'm gonna cry now I love Roger <laughs> <laughs> I know <laughs> And he spent like two years like tweeting like past union images on I know, Twitter, and it just so made depressing. me sad oh all God. the time. Um, no, 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 that is a good point, and I think they've gotten away from that. Some, yeah, and I, I think I think so because just players practice differently. I think you have to look at the you know it's a team sport and. You want effort. You want guys to get out there, but players practice differently. Players need to do things differently in practice, and depending on their skill, their age, or this, or that, you know. Um, like I'll, I'll never forget. I saw up at the, the MetLife now, the MetLife Stadium. There was a preseason doubleheader, with, uh, and Chelsea was there, and I think Valencia and uh, the two Milan teams were there. And you know, you saw Chelsea out there, and Lampart was still with them, and he's off by himself with a trainer because he's at a different place. Yeah. They're probably, you know, the other 10 guys because you know, he was older at that time. He need, needed different things. So it's not like he's not giving the same effort. He just needs to do it in a different manner, you know. Yeah. So I think you have to look at it in different, you know, you have to kind of do a case by case, which past regimes I don't think did that. No, I don't. I agree. And and that's why, you know, certain players got on the field more yeah. than others. Yeah. So, um, all right, let's. let's you want to talk about this New York game? Yeah, I guess we have to, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that was that kind was, of a tough was, one. That was not a and good game of soccer. No, it wasn't, and it was kind of two weeks in a row where it wasn't great soccer. And well, let's let's be honest; it's never going to be great soccer on that crap pitch. It's not, and 
I thought I thought Dan Walsh had a nice piece on Philly Soccer Page yesterday. That was a, a friendly reminder that the the pitch at Yankee Stadium is complete garbage. It shouldn't have happened. It shouldn't continue to happen. No, they have to figure that out. And but they they don't have any plan to figure it out. MLS doesn't really seem to care because they're a New York team, so they have their own set of rules. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, they're they're happy to have they're ha- they're happy the, to have Manchester City involved Manchester in MLS and, and, and the Yankees involved. I mean, they they could basically do whatever they wanted to. Yeah, and. Does that team need its own stadium? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Or or a different stadium, not necessarily their own stadium, but a more soccer-friendly stadium. I don't know how that happens. Or just it's, a stadium that fits a soccer field into it would be I mean, nice. It's a bandbox, man. Yeah. It, it's just it, it distorts the game. Yeah, it, it, I know we've talked about this on the show, and I think we uh, the media has talked about this, but it's yeah. it's worth repeating just because it, it it's so terrible to watch when it, it happens. It's, it's it's like you're watching a different game. It's like it's it just. The way the ball moves back to front, the way it moves yeah. side to side, it's just it doesn't move at the same rhythm that it does in other pitches, and, yeah. and it's 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 I don't know, it's frustrating. But okay, that aside, um, uh, that was a, not a great game. It wasn't a great game. Um, I think the first that, half you could kind of oh, throw man, away. The first half was, completely. The first half wasn't much of any for either team. I don't think either team really did yeah, much. I think New York maybe shaded it a little bit, but not yeah, a lot of chances. Yeah, but I, I, I thought they pretty much played it a stalemate. The Union came out much better, created more chances. Got a goal, got a fantastic goal. I love that finish. Uh, I think, you know, Fafa might be a guy. I mean, Fafa might, might be, you know, they might have something with him. And, you know, we talked to him earlier that he wasn't, Particularly healthy coming into the season, yeah. he he came in with a knock, and he's another guy. The European, you know, is playing on the European schedule, so he's been playing a lot, and he got his fitness together, and he's putting that speed together with his touch, and yeah. he wants to go to goal, yeah, and he he wants he wants to take a shot, and yeah, you know, I think he's 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 a little bit taking the the role that Chris Pontius had last year yeah. of, of coming off the left specifically, mm-hmm. you know, uh, um, but also scoring goals from the the midfield position, yeah, which the Union. Really need. Oh, they really need the. And I, you know, really I, I think we're all still hoping that that Chris is going to come back and contribute some of those yeah. as well. He, he needs to get a couple in the back of the net. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought it was a, it was a really well taken goal. I thought it was a great counterattack um, that that led to mm-hmm. it. And you know, and, and CJ, that I mean, he that you know, they use the hockey term. He he took the hit to make the play yeah. to make that pass and, yeah. and just got wrecked after yeah. it. Well, I mean, it's not a not a union game unless CJ yeah. gets whacked one time, right? Seriously. That guy and, takes a lot of punishment. Yeah, let's look. I mean, that was a great pass, and CJ's starting to show some more, yeah, dynamics yeah, to his game. I, I admit that I've, I've never been a guy that was really, really high on CJ Sapong, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I've been, I've been impressed this yeah. season more, more than than I have in any other season mm-hmm. where I've seen him, including the last couple with the Union, um, and and even some of the seasons going back to the, the MLS champion Kansas City days. Um, I, I think he's he's really come into his own on that that center striker role where he's been able to um, establish more of hold up play, yeah. uh, create some some really clever passes. You know, I, you know, I think back to the the pass that he had for uh, Roland Alberg in the Montreal oh, that game. Was that pass. was that was a great really pass. really well done pass. I think taking the hit to make that play. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the there was a play. He knocked the ball down, and it was Houston. the The second goal against Houston, that El Sino scored. Um, so you know, I, th- I think it's it's great that he's uh, building the game besides scoring yeah. goals from close in, which is yeah. really what we thought he was here to do. 
So I, I think seeing the holdup play and and seeing the 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 encouraging signs in his passing game are, are really oh, exciting. For sure, for sure. Yeah, he's uh, no, he's he's having a great season, and it looks like he's on his way to kind of finally breaking through that double digit goal barrier. Yeah, and, uh, that'd, yeah. Be, that'd be great you know for what, him. Knock on wood, but yeah, sir, yeah. I'm, um, seriously, that would be great for him. Yeah. Um, so that's the positives. Let's flip to the not so positives. Two goals off of set pieces. Oh, the first one. That's just Richie losing his guy. Yeah, I Richie think, right? lost his guy. It, it's bad. It's not great. It's but it's not the worst thing in the world that's ever happened. And Richie coming off the bench hasn't played in a while. Just kind of was. Well, you was, get a little bit of a pass for that. Yeah, you know, he was about half half step behind on that play, and it burned him. And that happens. And you know, it's not great, but okay. That but man, second, that second that goal. second goal it should be studied. Yeah. For well, one. like you said, like you said to me before we came on, you you would have been disappointed if New York didn't score. If seriously. you were a New York fan, I mean, seriously. they had they had a dozen touches in the box. I mean, uh, yeah. the Union don't deal with the first ball, the second ball, the third ball. I mean, if I'm Andre Blake in that situation, I'm spitting mad. I'm at my furious. Guys. I'm furious because he made some he spectacular yeah. saves to keep that, that team double in save. Game. Yeah, that double save was amazing. I mean, that he's never going like... to win save of the week because I, you know, I'm sure that a. San Jose goalkeeper caught a softy sometime last yeah. week too, but that was tremendous. Yeah, that double save was spectacular. Yeah, and, that's, and that's good stuff. he's he's a the guy, and they're and like I said before, their fortunes really turned when he when his game came back. I mean, he was very average at the beginning of the year yeah. when when he kind of got stuff together, got his game together again. They the fortunes for the team turned, and they sh- as well as well as he played, they really should have got a point out of that game because yeah. Uh, you know, he, he, yeah, I mean, he, you're you're up one nothing in the 80th minute. You yeah. should at least get a point out of that game, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Uh, to get to get nothing is is got to be really disappointing. Um, and and to to give the second away, second goal away like that, that's mm-hmm. that's unacceptable. To that me. was that was really, and you know, you got to think that's just eating Curtin alive. You know, yeah. former center back like that, watching that go down, yeah. just eating him alive, and. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure the team got got the old got the yeah. old hair hair dryer treatment on that one. I uh, I almost got my wish in that game. I I, uh, I was I was away this weekend, so I didn't get the chance to watch the game until I got back into town uh, on Monday. Um, and I, I you know I was scrolling through my my tweets when I got uh, back into cell range on Sunday, and I saw a tweet from you that was like, "Oh, Mike's video is going to get his wish, Josh Yarrow at the six. Yeah. And then I watched the game. Was, that, that, that didn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> you could yeah, see Jack Elliott at the six. Yeah, he he came in, kind of looked like he was kind of moving yeah. in advanced spot, and they they seemed to switch it up a little bit. But um, I would rather keep Jack back at the. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, it's strange to me that yeah. you would you would. Take apart your your center back pairing right. completely after it's been so successful. I mean, I you know Gooch obviously had to come. Yeah, out, can we talk about that? The I don't I don't I don't know what happened. Just sitting on my couch watching it, I'm not sure why they let him back in the game. Yeah, um, going going on the Philly soccer page tweets during the game too, and uh, our man Peter Andrews was there. He had the same feeling of. Mm-hmm. That he should have never been allowed back into the game, and um, you know, apparently it was not being treated as a concussion. It was a swelling issue that okay. eventually forced him off. Am I understanding I believe, that correctly? I that's that's what I heard. Yeah, yeah. but it, it's it it seemed, it was very concerning. Yeah, just you know, and MLS, you know, is on par with North Amer- other North American leagues and well above the European leagues because you know European leagues are. 
really lagging when it comes to concussion awareness. So it was kind of shocking, and it seemed like he was going through the protocol, and it looked like just kind of the body language of everybody that, okay, they're probably going to take him out, and then he comes back on, and I think a lot of people were very surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. What, I don't. It, yeah. it was concerning. I, I, I. Looking back at it, it didn't seem to me that he should have been allowed back on. Yeah, and you know, hopefully he'll, he'll be okay and everything's going to get cleared up with him. Yeah. But it was, it was a bit, a bit concerning that the way that went. There. Yeah, I, I agree. Um. So yeah, I mean, it was a tough one. Tough one in the Bronx for the Union. Yeah, t- two tough ones in a row. You know, I think you, you, you looked at that Salt Lake game as a game that you could at least get a point out of and you don't get one there mm-hmm. I and mean, you go to New York and you're you're up one nil late in the game and you, you don't get anything out of that one too so you know I think you know I think we're in another position you know much like after the 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 winless streak to start the season where you're going to test the metal of this team mm-hmm. and, and see how they can respond and, and put put games together mm-hmm. you've got you got a chance in the the open cup game coming up um, and then you have another home game after that and yeah so against, against New York, New York it, against Red Bull Let's talk about Open Cup real quick, and before we wrap it up, you know, see our old friends, the Islanders, coming into town. Yeah. So, um, who do you think you're going to see on the field for the Union? I'm just, I'm guessing you're going to see a Simpson start. Yeah, I think you'll see Jay Simpson probably. Uh, I think you might see Adam Nishem get a game. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I don't know what Fabian Herber's health is like. I think you'd, you'd probably see Fabian if he's mm-hmm. fit enough to go. Um. Yeah, I, we know that you know Jim's <laughs> loath to rotate, but. In this situation, I mean, I mean, he's got to kind of yeah. use this opportunity to get guys some time. I mean, yeah. you want to get Jay some some time out there. I yeah, mean, and especially in a game where you're probably going to see some of the quite a bit of the ball mm-hmm. um, and and be on the front foot. At least you'd, you'd yeah. hope against a, a a lesser division team. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other guys, you might, uh, you know, I think you you'll see. Will we see Keegan Rosenberry? I'd like to see him play. Uh, yeah. That I mean, I think that'd be a good opportunity to get him back out there. I mean, you know, you know, it would be a game he probably get his confidence up yeah. in a game. He he'd be able to get forward a little more and all, and all yeah. that. I think you'll probably see Gio Winaldum again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would think you see. Uh, uh, yeah, Gil. Um, I I'd imagine Gooch gets a game off. Probably completely I, I've been, from the 18. I've, I've been seriously advocating for him yeah. to get a rest. I think you'll see Richie come back in. Um, yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, you, so, might, you might see Josh start in that game. I'm yeah, so a you're, game. You're, it's a good chance. Again, you know, Jim doesn't like to do this, but it's a good chance you can see pretty much the team turned over. Yeah, it's quite a bit of it at least. You know, I think um, I think uh, that Derek Jones will be back with the the team then. So yeah, you so get, you, 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 get you, start. Probably, you probably want to get him start getting him integrated yeah, again. Well, Possibly giving Ali Bedoya a rest yeah. after being away with the USA. Maybe give Austin Trusty a, a, a shot. With also the a possibility. Yeah, you know, get him. Yeah. Get him. Yeah, after good campaign. Yeah, the, the yeah, under twenties. Yeah, he had a good under twenties. At least get him in the uniform. Get him up to get him up to town and get you know. Yeah. Even if he puts him in the eighteen, if you, if you want to get get Josh, give Josh those minutes. At least yeah. put him in the eighteen. Did you uh, did you catch that piece on uh, MLS by uh, on the MLS analyst column talking about the uh, U.S. national team's future after uh, Michael Bradley? Really? Did you catch that piece? A little bit. I mean, uh... Uh, I, I you know he had, he had just a short list of young players that might uh, mm-hmm. you know be the the heir to that that kind of uh, six eight 
right. kind of position that, that Michael has played for a while. And, and I, I thought it was great to see Derek Jones' name on that list as, as a guy that yeah. is uh, performing well yeah, at a young age. He's 19, 20 years old. Yeah. And he, his his trajectory is yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. I think just because he's got – just stuff that you, you know, you're kind of born with, just watching him. Yeah, and you, you know, know he's definitely got the the physical attributes that you'd love from a guy in that position. Yeah. I mean, he's got you know he's got 360 yeah. vision. Yeah. He's got, um, you know, he's got the you know, like you said the physical attributes. He's strong. He's very tough to get off the ball. Yeah, you know, and, and I I think the passing game for him is going to come around a little bit more. Yeah, uh, you know, I think the the and, speed and he, the speed in MLS is not the speed that that you're used to seeing when you're when you're featuring for Bethlehem. Yeah, so I I think that you know the 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 guys are coming in and defending him very quickly when he's on the ball. Right, right. And, and that comes. That I mean, the timing, you know, yeah. you just adjust. And but again, I, I thought that was a great compliment for a young player oh, absolutely. to even be mentioned that conversation right for now. For sure, for sure. Um, so I guess we'll do uh, USA predictions real quick. And we talked a little bit with Ernie about that. Uh, yeah. we got TNT coming up. TNT tomorrow. And, uh, and Mexico uh, on Sunday. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's be easy about Sunday. I'm not going to count on any kind of results at Azteca. No. Anything that you get out of that game, <laughs> yeah. if it's a good performance, that is a great result. You, you, if it's a losing game that you get a good performance, let's let's just hope nobody gets hit in the head with a battery. Let's let's yeah. you know start there. Yeah. Um, if you go in there and you bunker, you get nil nil. I'm fine with that. Uh, I'll live with that. Everybody in the country would live with that. I think. Yeah. And you should just and you, know, and you have to beat TNT. You got to beat TNT because and you know, I think they will. Ernie was, you know, talking about he's very diplomatic. Hey, you can't, you can't underestimate them. We can't underestimate, yeah. underestimate anybody. No, We're not. not, but you should be. You're at home. Yeah, I think that they're one of the weaker teams yeah. in the hex. Um, so I think yes, that, that they will yeah. win. Is he and Daniel playing? <laughs> I don't think so. No, he's uh, <laughs> free. Keon. Anyway, uh, <laughs> where is Keon? Uh, Thought he was playing in Poland. Poland last was I it, was saw. he playing that with was Peter a, Novak's on team? <laughs> it might have been. That was a couple of years ago. Uh, I'm not sure what Keen's doing these days. I, I, I have another question for you before we, we wrap up. Do you know what the question's going to be? It's, it's going it's to be about the club you root for. Uh, tell, please, pray tell. <laughs> I mean, Wenger. <laughs> it's, it's happened. I know. I know. Is, I, I'm just resigned. Is it, is it what it is? I'm resigned to this. This is fine. You know, they're going to sign 18 year olds I never heard of. And. Uh, I like you. Were, I like, you were excited about the guy. That I like the, the Bosnian guy. The they Bosnian, signed. Like yeah. I said, he looks like a guy that'll go out there and punch somebody, and I'm yeah. I'm kind of cool with that because that's what Arsenal needs. Like somebody that's got a little aggression, a little steel that will kind of give them that backbone that they need. And he and he can play. He's versatile. He can play. You know, especially if they're going to this. You know, the, the three five two. That he could play in that yeah. in, in that formation. And he, and he could play a little bit in the center of the park. So <sighs> uh, yeah, that's what it is. I guess. Yeah, we like I said, like I this said, is my life. Like I said last week, you, it could be worse. You could be rooting for a team that's got another forty-six yeah, game no, no, <laughs> season in the championship, no, like the, me. No, the cold night in Coventry. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's. Uh, where are we at? Okay, let's, uh, let's wrap it up on that. I want to thank Ernie Stewart very much for uh, taking yeah. some time out of his very busy schedule. You know, he was uh, he was working when he was talking to us. He was down at the academy uh, checking. I imagine. Checking guys I just, out. I, do you imagine he's like a guy that works like seventeen hours a day? I think he's like. He's like the NFL coaches that you, yeah. you, you read about. You know, they work fourteen hours a day and sleep at the stadium. I think mm-hmm. that I think he's cut from that cloth. Yeah, I think he's a guy like like Wenger. I mean, I think yeah. he's he's a guy that's a lifer. That this is, you know, it's soccer first, second, third, then you know, family and stuff like that. But I think it's like, I think you know, he 
eats, breeds, lives the game. Yeah. And that's kind of the guy. The it's almost beneficial is. to him that his, his son is involved with the academy <laughs> yeah, right exactly. now. He's like, oh, I gotta, sure. you know, I got to be there to watch, watch the kid, right? Got, you know, father sometime <laughs> there. But uh, again, I want to thank Ernie very much for yeah, joining absolutely. us. So I want to thank, uh, thank, you know, thank our good friend Matt down at the union for helping us out, for setting this up. And, yeah. Uh, we don't yeah. throw him enough props, so he helps us yeah, out Yeah, yeah. No, uh, but, n- never not been an easy <laughs> position for the, the union's yeah, uh, so, media staff to be in. Matt Botterford, thank you always. Definitely want to thank Matt out for helping us out. And we'll uh, we'll catch everybody next week.